Hello and welcome to Incast, Incast's new podcast that delves into the trending issues shaping the world of public relations. Hi and welcome back to another episode of Incast. I'm Samantha McGarry, your host, and I'm here again with Susan Ellsbury, our VP of Real Estate here at Incast. Hey Susan. How are you? I'm good. So Susan, last time we were here we were talking about Boston and the uh, impact of GE on the buzz and the real estate uh, development marketplace here. And uh, today we want to talk about what's outside of Boston city limits. And so, as you can tell from my accent, I am not a native. And um, I know Boston and I know my neighborhood, uh, my suburbs. But why don't you take me a tour of what you think are sort of the hot and the up and coming um, zones outside of Boston city limits that you think uh, we should be talking about? Thank you, Samantha. So yes, the GE effect has had ripple effects on um, cities and towns outside of Boston. I think that's one of the most exciting things that I've seen in the last 20 years um, in real estate. And two things are happening, I think. One is it's really about where transit is is in these neighborhoods. So everybody's following um, the transit lines, which is not really a surprise, except that we're seeing things like the blue line coming alive. The extension of the green line is really happening into Somerville. So things like that are fueling the growth. I think the other thing we're seeing is in cities that have strong leaderships in mayors or have um, lots of master plans like the city of lynn people who are really engaged in the growth strategy and want to be partners with the private sector those are the communities where we're seeing the growth happening faster um, so i think one community we've talked about for a really long time is quincy it has been on the cusp of things happening and they've had some fits and starts but for the first time we're really seeing almost over a million square feet of commercial in downtown Quincy. We're seeing new apartments um, popping up and being almost fully occupied. So lots of um, really exciting things happening along the red line there in Quincy. So what are the other neighborhoods or towns, cities even, that are, that are sort of prime opportunities for real estate? So Chelsea is been dubbed the new Brooklyn. Mm. There is a growing artist community in Chelsea and they are redoing old warehouse buildings like we saw in the Four Point Channel now almost 30 years ago. That same um, effect is happening in Chelsea and it really is, I mean, three, four miles from downtown Boston. It's on the water. It's very undiscovered. It has a rich ethnic community and um, so we're seeing lots of growth in Chelsea and I think that's very exciting. Talked about Somerville. We, we did, right, so Somerville. So the green line is really happening in Somerville and in Union Square in particular. Mm -hmm. And uh, Mayor Curtitoni there has a great vision and is partnering with a master developer. And we're, we're gonna see millions of square feet in commercial development. And a lot of what's happening in Somerville is we're seeing the spinoff from Kendall Square. Right. So everyone Spinning knows how, into. exactly. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, Cambridge is obviously, you know, way too hot. It's as hot as Boston is from um, a commercial marketplace. Um, and bio and life sciences, but that's expanding into Somerville in a way that we haven't seen before. So I think that's very exciting. And um, what about like East Boston or Revere, you know, some of these other towns, which I admit I do not know at all. Tell me more about them. So you should hop on the blue line, which <laughs> is one of the lines in the MBTA system that is underutilized. It's still, it's not as crowded as the red line. So people are really discovering also how close East Boston is, how rich it is, mm -hmm. and that the views from the East Boston waterfront are magnificent. 
when I worked for the city, we worked on a master plan for um, East Boston 20 years ago, and we're really seeing the seeds that we sowed then coming to fruition. Um, Trinity Financial was one of the first um, developers to invest in East Boston, and now the waterfront is totally exploding. So what are, other than you know, transit, and sort of the other economic forces that you talked about, like uh, sort of the, the diversity of the population or the influx of, of sort of artist communities. What what are some of these up and coming or even you know very sort of buzzy places doing right now to stand out and compete for uh, for real estate dollars, if you will, in their neighborhoods? So I think that people are getting very savvy in these secondary markets, and mm-hmm. we are working with developers in order to use um, storytelling um, tools that we have been using in Boston for a while to attract tenants and to attract um, people to live and work and retailers into their marketplace. So we are doing a lot on social media. We're doing a lot of paid promotion campaigns because you have to convince people that there is a place here that, that like you, who's been in Boston mm-hmm. for a while, mm-hmm. they still, these are undiscovered places, so you really have to find the stories and tell them to specific audiences, and we're spending a lot of time on that. And are they looking to attract uh, sort of people from a residential point of view, from a sort of commercial point of view, all the above? All of the above. Um, there, there's, there are a lot of different um, apartment building complexes, and if you sort of do that ring around the circle, which I just did, you have to um, differentiate your project. And some of the marketing starts to look the same. So we really spend time as former journalists and as storytellers to make to help people understand the authentic place that you're really presenting, because there is a lot of competition in the marketplace. So um, you talk about social, what about sort of content marketing for, for real estate? Absolutely. We do a lot of content marketing, um, but we definitely, and I mean, I think one of the things that we're seeing is the um, press release and some some traditional media relations um, aren't working as well as they used to. So we really have to go into sponsored content or different content to create, um, to reach the audiences that people are looking to. So so that's really interesting because... um uh, I wrote recently uh, some research about sort of the value of the press release and asked the question, you know, is it time for the press release to change? And in uh, and my and some colleagues uh, research with a couple of journalists in mainstream media as well as in sort of the technology space, there was pretty much consensus that as a tool for getting media coverage, the press release was really not longer, no longer the strongest asset that we have. Is that the same in, in your market? So real estate tends to be a slower industry, as do some of our reporters in terms of responding, but we are seeing the same thing. You know, we've had um, recently, we've had some reporters come in and and talk to our team about Mm -hmm. what's working and what's not. And they really are under pressure to create unique content themselves. Mm -hmm. And so just a press release, you know, they can get that information anywhere. They want to know, why does this matter? What's so interesting here? Tell us about the people. What are Mm -hmm. the stories? So, you know, I think we need to have the press release to get some of the mechanics out there, but it's definitely not as as an effective tool as it used to be. That seems to be um, sort of a general evolution in in sort of the PR industry and media relations as well, um, with news cycles being as crazy as they are, um, it's interesting to see that kind of impact uh, your market as well. Yeah, absolutely. Can you talk to me about the role of video 
in uh, in for real estate developers and how that is being used these days and kind of what techniques or even technologies are being used to, to advance the power of video? So video, we're seeing more and more. And I think if anybody looks in their own Facebook feed, that's all we see now. Right. Every single post is, a, is about a video. And I think the shorter, the better in, in terms of projecting um, what your project is um, offering in the marketplace that's different or what retailer you have that, want, that somebody wants to live next to. Um, so video is definitely playing a new role in it. We also do a lot of virtual reality in real estate. Interesting. Yeah, it's, it's a tool both sort of as you go through the approval process on a new residential building or a new commercial building, but then also showing people units and what they're going to look like and what are the amenities and really bringing home to people who are very short on time. You know, you have to be able to sell a project in, a, in you know, 10, 15 seconds. So we've talked about social content marketing, uh, video and media relations. How, um, how do you know if, if it's working? <laughs> you know if it's working if your building is occupied before um, before it's supposed to be. Um, if if people are talking about it, if it really feels like a community, yeah. um, you can see that on social media, right? You can get a sense of what is a place like to live in, work in, commute to, or not even have to commute to. Um, so we can see that in terms of um, sentiment, but then also pure numbers, right? I mean. Is your building occupied? How many tenants do you have? Um, just some of the, the real bare bones real estate um, numbers. Moving into uh, 2018, what do you think are gonna be the biggest challenges ahead? So I think affordability is, um, even in these secondary markets, um, Boston and our surrounding metropolitan area is just not cheap to live in. Mm. And so when we think about big companies that are eyeing Boston mm -hmm. or our region, we really have to understand that people need to be able to live in um, a place that's not too far, that's beautiful, that, that's a reason people move to our city is that you know we're on the water, we have great parks. Um, so affordability is always going to be a problem. And an opportunity. And an opportunity. <laughs> well, thanks for your time again, Susan. This was fascinating. Great. Glad to be here. And that was InCast with Samantha McGarry. Thanks for listening.